but yeah thank you so much for like yeah agreeing to like do the meeting and, and the interview like I was reading all about sort of the Afro Lit Society and I was like oh my god it'd be so good to sort of like learn a bit more about it and you know how it, it obviously relates to you know obviously it relates to colonizing but it also relates to so many other issues as well um and I guess like I, I guess just to start like maybe if you could sort of give an introduction to the Afrolit Society, um, you know, like why it was established um, and like, yeah, like what activities that you do and things. Okay, so uh, we are a university society and our kind of goal is to promote and appreciate Black African literature. So when I say uh, Afro it's not necessarily just African literature but that's like one of it just black literature in general so we move through different regions uh, so we do uh, African-American, West African, um, Afro-Latina and different just different forms of black literature um, so just a space to promote and appreciate that and to also share it out to other people who are interested and also to discuss the issues that are raised in these texts um, that relate to like larger global concepts um, like colonialism and imperialism and environmental racism and just different things. So uh, that's what we do. And we started two years ago. So this is our second year. Um, it was started by a girl called Elsie. I think she's in her final year now. Um, and just from speaking to her, you know, her main like aim with starting society was just to have that space, which she didn't feel was, you know, anywhere else in the university where um, people could come uh, together in their love for African and Black literature. And so the types of activities we do, we just do um, bi-weekly sessions. So those kind of run like book clubs where we choose a specific text. This could be a novel, a poem, could even be like a song, it could be a play, and we just uh, read it and then have discussions about the text and also about the general themes surrounding the text. And then on the side of that, we also do like events and activities every once in a while. So this term, we've done um, meet and greets, you know, back when we were still allowed outside. Um, and then we did, we've done like quiz nights, games nights, also looking towards doing an open mic night you know, if everything allows for that. So, yeah. That's so cool. It's kind of like almost like a community is that, you know, like that you're doing other things other than, you know, just sort of the like, the literature side, you're also sort of, you know, like creating this community of, of people as well. And I guess sort of like, maybe if you did like a brief introduction of yourself and like what your role is sort of within the Aphrodite Society as well. Okay, so I'm Ginny, uh, Ginny Agbu. I'm a second year English student and yeah, I'm the president of the society. So mainly just kind of overseeing the general running of the society, working with all the other committee members to deliver these sessions um, and activities. And I generally am, you know, primarily in charge of choosing the text. So that's like a really mm -hmm. big aspect of my role and one that I really, enjoy and you know really drew me to society because in choosing texts I'm also like opened up to so many different authors yeah. I've never heard of yeah like researching you know what we're going to do next always just leads me down so many different rabbit holes and I'm just learning so much more um, and then I also just generally kind of uh, 
moderate the sessions as well so mm. even though it is a free discussion you still kind of need to be the one to kind of guide the discussion and throw out questions you know when it gets you know a bit dry <laughs> and, <Yeah. laughs> and <laughs> I also um, kind of work with other societies so we have a good partnership with the film so for example the poetry oh, yeah. and creative writing sock as well we're looking to do like joint events um and also we kind of um are usually part of like bigger representations for black students in the university so um for example the black history month kind of series of events that the university did last year afrolit was a big part of that and we um, hosted two of its events so we usually do get into those like meetings and conversations just about better um increasing or improving the welfare of black students in the university yeah interesting that's so cool as well that you sort of yeah you got connections and things what sort of things do you do with the like the film sock and in the poetry okay. sock uh so last year or last yeah last year when i was in on the committee they did um a screening of a maya angelou documentary mm. so things like that so where you can even though we are Afro-lids, we still work with like other forms of black expression. So we can join up with the film sock to um, do screenings of films around authors. We haven't been able to do that this term. We did do um, a Netflix party and we watched a film, but that, was, that wasn't a collaborative film sock. But we kind of like were hoping to, you know, build because I, I do get in touch with the president of FilmSock. So we do have that relationship, but we've, we're kind of like waiting for the best moment, you know, because Netflix parties, it's fun, but, you know, it's kind of hard to get people yeah. to join. So when, you know, screening theatres can open up properly, we would do like more joint activities with FilmSock. Mm -hmm. And sorry, just, I'm really interested, sorry, um, about the, you know, like the stuff that you were doing sort of last month and things sort of, in general around sort of like representation and things what sort of um activities did you sort of get oh yeah the um not last month <laughs> sorry um <laughs> about them sorry the other work sort of around like with other um about representation sort of across campus and things okay. sorry uh, I don't know why I went to last month <laughs> 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 that probably so confused you I'm so sorry <laughs> so um it's just mainly with our connection to the BME because we also mm -hmm. do have a strong relationship with the BME. And um, when there is kind of some, so for example, with uh, the protests that were happening during over this last summer yeah. uh, to do with Black Lives Matter and everything, um, we kind of made, I don't know what the right word is, but um, so Khadija, who is the president of, the, the chair of the BME network had kind of brought, um, invited all the presidents of black um, society, so ACS, Black Muslim Society, um, and we wrote a letter to the uh, vice chancellor to kind of put out a statement so the university could put out a statement about the protest, so things like that, and then also just um, being you know key players in the planning of the Black History Month campaign in October um, and then also we have been you know in meetings with 
vice chancellor who's like really close with the BME network and she's always you know there to help so when there's like something to do with that I usually do get invited to meetings to discuss um, different issues that's um, surrounding you know black students experience in the university so um, I've all the meeting that I'm talking about with the vice chancellor was actually to do with decolonizing the curriculum and just oh, like right. Yeah, just like finding, basically just asking, you know, having that direct conversation with representatives of Black societies in the university about like what they could do to better um, improve our experience and things like that. Yeah, I mean, I guess that kind of leads quite nicely <laughs> onto, my, um, onto my next question. Yeah, I was, um, so like, how do you think, um, yeah, like the work of Afrolit and sort of the work you do in general across campus relates to um, this, like, yeah, like move to sort of decolonize um, and decolonize the curriculum. Mm -hmm. um, generally, I would say it's just that presence of having a space that's, you know, free kind of people in that academic setting, you kind of feel almost boxed in. And, you know, there's only certain things you can discuss, there's certain things you can talk about. And I think it's just like the existence of that space where you can feel comfortable in discussing all these issues. And then separately from that, so I do um, English, as I said, and one thing I've noticed about the English curriculum, I don't know if it's similar to other curriculums, is that um, we usually get, so, for example we get something like black british literature and that could be an optional module that would be like one of your special subjects and if it's not a special subject and it's in and you're trying to like study in the mainstream curriculum you usually get like just a block of black british literature so you do like black british literature for a week and then you know move on and i i I haven't like really always agreed with that because it's kind of inadvertently kind of just separating it to this one category and it's like okay you can choose to study it if you're really interested in it but it shouldn't be a choice because it's black black British literature is so intrinsic to the history of British literature and this country and it should just like be in with all the other mainstream or streamlined um, authors that we do. So another big aspect of what we do at Afrolit, like I said, is just introducing people to the Black British authors that aren't in their curriculum that they don't get to learn about. Um, and oftentimes, even when they do show up on, in your curriculum, it's almost like only this one type of Black British author that's, you know, maybe to do with like political um, experiences or political topics. And sometimes, you know, you just want to study like teen fiction. You just want to read Black teen fiction or you want to read Black sci-fi. And yeah, that's basically what Afrolit is for. It's just um, introducing that the diversity and breadth of um, Black literature and allowing people to partake in that. Um, and also, uh, I think just, wait, what the question was about how we, how Afrolit. Yeah, how it's sort of like the work that you do and sort of the activities you do sort of relate to like decolonizing um, and sort of like, okay 
contributes to it and sort of I guess sort of combining that with like you know the next question how that can then be translated almost like into higher education as well sort of like within teaching and learning um yeah because I was almost going to go into a tangent of why I think it's important yeah oh my gosh yeah go for it but yeah so I was just going to say also it's important to study black literature not just for the sake of studying black literature but because I don't think you can call yourself uh, a scholar and you don't you know look into the full breadth of the work that you're studying and different perspectives so it's not it's also a thing of like how do we have more qualitative education because if you know we're teaching these subjects and it's just one perspective it limits our learning not just in a sense of like underrepresentation but it actually limits our learning of the other um, scholars of other cultures that we're learning so for example you can't look at um, there's a something that Toni Morrison writes and she basically talks about how it's a disservice to white authors actually to um, exclude those contexts of racialized history that play into their text so you can't look at an author like William Faulkner or Allen Ginsberg or F. Scott Fitzgerald and totally ignore like the historical context that they're writing in um, and how blackness exists even in those texts that we see as just you know written by white authors so not only just introducing more diverse black authors into the curriculum but also studying racialized contexts and histories within white literature as well i think is really important to decolonizing the curriculum um and also yeah just talking about like more about why it's important to decolonize the curriculum i think it's important because um so we see what we see in our curriculum and what we learn about kind of tells us about who it kind of tells us something about like who's important and who is worthy to be studied because if you don't see for example um african history in your history curriculum it tells you that you know they weren't doing they just weren't doing anything at that time and these people were studying are the only people who were doing anything of relevance and so that plays heavily into like how you then navigate the world as an African person um, believing that you know this is the only history that matters and plays into you know into that idea of like some cultures as being superior and some as being inferior so you know apart from like a qualitative education side, there's also very something very deeply personal about, you know, not seeing yourself in a curriculum that can play into, you know, how you navigate the workplace and everything after that, so. You know, that's really interesting. And I think, I think you're right. And I think, you know, like having that, having one week of something that's focused on on like race and like race and history and things like that's and then almost like ignoring it the other weeks like that's not really sort of going into the depth of the problem is it because I think everything is operating in in very sort of racialized structures um and really integrating that into all sort of aspects of the curriculum I think yeah you're right I think that's really important and 
and yeah and you know it's really interesting actually and I guess you know maybe on like a practical level I guess you know for like academics and stuff how do you think the work of Afrolit could be sort of you know translated for them into like what they're doing and um, if that makes sense sort of like when they yeah. you know need to organize a module or like um organize a unit how do you think sort of they should approach decolonizing I guess yeah um I think it just I think it's uh mainly maybe like just looking at the diversity and like I said before like the breadth and range of black literature um and it's important to ask yourself kind of like why you are introducing this author into the curriculum because oftentimes I think um inadvertently maybe someone might be introducing you know an author for the purpose of okay I'm going to teach my students I want to use this author to kind of have students think about like how race works in the world and racism and um and that's that's a good thing that can be a very good thing but like black authors are more than that and I think we should include like they should be included on the strength of their expression and their writing and their um the quality of their literature and more and less so as a subject just for like someone else's education and someone else's enlightenment um and uh i would say to give more to give more of an audience to different forms of black critics as well um so looking when we do look at black texts the often like accompanying literature around it like the scholarly articles we look at um could also be by black authors as well you know so we get you know the fuller breadth of it as well and also i would just say like maybe this isn't a practical way for the current academics we're speaking about but i would say just hire more black teachers as well um, because that really goes a long way because I do think that there are certain like I've had a white teacher from for an African-American module and she was amazing and I really enjoyed it and I wouldn't you know have any criticisms to say about her but I do think there are like some kind of nuanced conversations that black students need to have to engage properly with their work that they may not be able to get from a white academic so i think it's that's part of like yes um, diversifying the curriculum but also diversifying how it's disseminated is also a really big thing as well so yeah definitely i think i think that's you know a huge problem as well i think in in higher education um uh, in the uk just the yeah the sort of the underrepresentation i think is it's within academia um it it's mad <laughs> um you know some of the figures it's it's shocking and i think you know i think that that does show that there is this structural systematic um inequality that exists i think and no i think you're right and i think that's something that definitely needs to be addressed and and yeah, and, and I guess it's, you know, it's not about, it's not about like excluding other voices, is it? It's about celebrating all voices and- Exactly, and, yeah. 
yeah no definitely I think that's a really good point actually and and yeah no and I guess you know sort of going back to sort of Afrolit um specifically like um how would academics who may be un- unfamiliar with the work of Afrolit like how could they get a bit more involved and learn a bit more about sort of what they what you are about and and mm-hmm. yeah like I guess learn from you um in a way and the sort of the practice and the you know your passion your enthusiasm for it and you know how then they can translate that into their sort of work that they do and things yeah so to that point I would just like to also kind of add to my last point as well and say I do think it's important to have these societies outside of an academic context so even though it would be good to diversify the curriculum I do think there are like some things you would just want to study outside of an academic curriculum and that's why societies like Afrolit come into play so much so I think it would be a really good thing if the university could like support that more and especially the English department for black students who would like to you know have that um, space and not necessarily want to have it in an uh, academic context but yeah so for any you know academic students anyone looking to get more involved with the society um, we do post regular updates we're most most active on Instagram so that's where we post regular updates we do different types of posts um, announce our activities Uh, we also do have a whatsapp group which is also for announcements but we also do get into conversations in our whatsapp group as well and then also specifically for academics we like i said we're a bit more limited this year but one of our plans was to have uh, sessions where we could invite um, lecturers or academics to come and be a part of our conversations especially when they are related to like uh, that lecture specific field of study so for example if we were doing an african-american text we could have a lecturer who's uh, specialized in african-american literature to just come and like sit in and maybe even have a panel discussion so that's you know one of the things we're looking more seriously into um and yeah that would just be like a great way to support and you know our sessions are open to everyone regardless so um you can come by (laughs) to the sessions and we're always happy to have you know different voices different perspectives because it makes for just more interesting conversations Yeah, no, sorry, I couldn't find the unmute button there. <laughs> um, no, I think that's a really good. That's a really good point. I think it's 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 yeah. You you like you were saying before, like you created this space. I think, and it's sort of, you know, how keeping it separate from academia, but also at the same time allowing academia and and teaching and learning to learn from you as well. I think, and I think having that yeah. sort of crossover. Um, it's definitely like a constant exchange you know there's always like things we can learn between each other yeah definitely and and especially I think the work of Afrolet and and yeah like sort of I guess like challenging how do you put it yeah like challenging I guess what's just a lot of time accepted I guess this sort of like you know like yeah the, the mainstream and sort of reading lists and and sort of really you know like you were saying 
researching authors and and things that don't necessarily always appear on the curriculum and things and and finding out that their work is like you know amazing but it's not it's not it's not celebrated in the same way as other texts and I think that's something I think that academic academics and can really sort of yeah, yeah like learn from and I would just like to add that you know a big part of Afrolit is we are a literature society but I think one of the things I pride you know most about it is the just the space being given for uh black students in the university to come and talk about the issues that they face so most times when we do choose a text the text is just kind of like the excuse to be there and mm -hmm. you know we go into so many different other topics around surrounding that text but still you know to do with our own personal lives and personal experiences and I think it would be a great thing for not just academics but you know people in the university people of power in the university to um, hear directly you know the issues that black people face in the university hear directly from them and you know be you know in those conversations to learn how they could um, contribute to making it you know a safer more comfortable environment for black students yeah definitely and I think that yeah that like you're saying about how it's it's yeah like obviously it's a lit society but at the same time like the work that you're doing can be very cross-discipline sorry I can't say the word cross-disciplinary disciplinary or <laughs> 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 I have a tongue twister cross <laughs> lots of different disciplines <laughs> say that <laughs> um can also sort of you know like it, it's not just restricted to lit or like arts it's it's something that you know needs to happen across the university and I think the work that you're doing it, it can be translated across university and across disciplines and and I think by like academics of all disciplines engaging with the work that you're doing and, and you know other societies and stuff like I think that's a really good start um for sure and yeah like hearing the voices of students um and things yeah, yeah. I guess is that have you sort of got any sort of final sort of points or anything final <laughs> <laughs> final um, thoughts okay. <laughs> but sorry I keep putting you on the spot I'm so sorry <laughs> um I think my final points would just be that I um I've had like coming into the society um in first year it was like, I wouldn't have run for it if not for the experience I had in first year and just how much it helped me um, just like find my feet in the university. Um, and like my biggest or my favorite part still about being, about being the president of the society is just the fact that I get to be there and I get to, you know, still have these sessions and still talk and um, have these conversations. So. I definitely like would like to see that for other people and want other people to be able to partake in that and you know gain what I gain from being in there um especially you know while we do the work of decolonizing the curriculum we're still like a really long way to go so in the meantime yeah. I would like for black students to and people like it's open to every culture we have so many different um types of people in the society so it's just like um 
about a coming together of people who genuinely appreciate and love you know black literature and are interested in learning that's a big thing as well how we share knowledge and share education between ourselves there's so much I've learned you know just from my peers you know that's like a whole different form of education in, in itself just learning from the people around you that are on your level and just like getting that different perspective on issues that you all face is so fulfilling and I would really really like that for other students new students coming in students that have been here but weren't able to find a place like that so I think I would really love to see you know more collaborations and partnerships of Afrolit with other sectors so the BILT or um, even the English department the Star Society other societies it's really great that we've been able to have a partnership with the BME so I would just like to see that so that it gets you know it gets more a bigger presence in the university so it's um, available and accessible to anyone who needs it. Yeah no amazing and yeah I, I think it's just so interesting and you know even this discussion I'm just like it's just yeah really interesting you know Afrolet just seems it's it seems like such a nice like community but also at the same time like you're tackling really important issues and it's just so nice that you can sort of I don't know like and really enjoy doing it together and and that sort of collaborative aspect of it it's, it's really yeah I definitely yeah. wouldn't have been able to be present this year if I didn't genuinely enjoy it because it really wasn't easy like having because first year obviously a big part of Afrolet was having that kind of family feel and that mm -hmm. you know close feel that we had from you know going to sessions in person and talking and and it was really really hard to recreate that in a zoom setting and you know still keep yeah. people engaged and keep people feeling like this is still like a comfortable space so you know it was just like my desire to recreate what I had experienced in first year that just kept me going and you know because coming you know doing all the work to research you know for a new author every week and you have to read the text you know if everyone else doesn't read the text you as president have to be the one to read it so you know it, there were times it really got really stressful for me juggling it with my uni work but it's just like when you actually have a desire for it and a passion for it, um, it just keeps you going. So I just want to be able to share that passion with other people. Yeah, no, amazing. And I think even in this talk, like it really came through, I think just like, yeah, like a passion and dedication to it. And, and yeah, I mean, yeah, thank you so much for, <laughs> you know, yeah, like taking time to talk to me. And, and I'm so sorry you. for like, putting me putting you on the spot and <laughs> <laughs> that's what <I'm> thanks for having me and yeah. Really good one. yeah no definitely I think it's it's just so important to, I think just like have these discussions and and yeah and just like you know make people aware of you know the, the work that you're doing and and how people can support that and and learn from what you're doing and and, and yeah and like translate that into you know, yeah. across the university and definitely.